Hey there, podcast listeners. Your old pal Kendall here. I've got something very special for you. Uh, I was able to interview Jerry Darcy, uh, a head designer uh, for the Star Wars CCG during the Decipher era. Initially, this was going to be a uh, interview that would air on Hollow Theater uh, as my Corin on the Horn segment. Uh, but it ended up being way too long for that. And I also had some issues syncing the audio with the video. So you get to listen to it in audio form. I hope you enjoy. Corin on the Horn. Hello and welcome to Corin on the Horn. Uh, today I am talking with... Uh, decipher era designer uh jerry darcy very very exciting very exciting to have you here jerry Um, i'm delighted to be here so for those uh for those watching who uh don't know what was your role in uh in the decipher era uh i was the lead designer for the star wars ccg all right all right and uh my understanding was it was your you got started in Premiere. You became lead designer in Hoth, was it? Um, I, I'd say New Hope, New Hope. in at New Hope in in practice. Uh, Hoth in reality. Okay. Okay. Or, I mean Hoth in 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 title. So. Yeah. Okay. Huh. And then you you had a diminished role after Endor. Uh, after Endor, uh, I. Um, I was no longer at the company. Uh, I left to try and jump into video games. Okay. And do you think that there's any uh, correlation with the, with you leaving the company and the, the game getting uh, less popular? No. Um, uh, I have absolute complete faith in the designers who took it over. Um, uh, and, um, you know, I think there was a, uh, there was the, unfortunate reality of, of decipher, not, uh, being able to maintain the license. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, it, it just, you know, was what it was, right, uh, right, right. in, in the situation. So now I don't think there was, uh, you know, uh, I don't think all paths lead to me in terms of the, the quality <laughs> of the game. Um, there was I- a, I meant for that to come really out as more. People. I meant to. I meant for that question to come out more tongue in cheek than it did. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, that's yes, uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It was a complete, one hundred percent correlation. <laughs> <laughs> I did think that You're was interesting, that though. <laughs> I mean the the game the game after Endor is definitely a very is definitely a very different game. I thought that was interesting yeah. that you, mm-hmm. you you know. Um, so how did you uh, how did you get hired on? <laughs> uh, well, do you want the short version or the long version? Uh, well, you know, whatever, however you want to do it, <laughs> however you want to do it. If you give me the long uh, version and it's too long, I'll just edit it down. So. Okay, all right. Uh, I'll try and move through it relatively quickly. Um, uh, I had gotten out of college, uh, and uh, I'd, I'd done one of those like extra semester thing. So I was, I was out of college in December of 94. And so in January of 95, I was sending out resumes to every game company I had ever heard of. And, um, uh, and I was, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed. And I just, I absolutely loved the Star Trek CCG, which by at that point had only done premiere. And so I sent uh, decipher a resume uh, and I remember calling them and asking who uh, I should send the resume to. And they had me send it to uh, Dan Burns, who was the art director. Um, uh, but he was sort of handling the creative side of things internally. And uh, Tom Bronlich and, and Raleigh Tesh were uh, uh, doing the, the design work, but they were, they were consultants. Um, they, so they weren't decipher proper folks. So um, in any case, uh, I also remember I called up the armory which is, uh, you may know, is a distribution, or I don't know if it still is, but it, it was a major distribution center for um, uh, hobby games. And I called them up and asked for their client list so that I could send resumes to all their clients. And they they congratulated me on my ingenuity, um, <laughs> but they couldn't do it. Um, so 
uh, and a couple months went by and, you know, no, no one bit. And my girlfriend told me it was time to apply for real jobs. And uh, so I, uh, I started applying to, you know, I was living in Cincinnati at the time and I started applying to local um, publishing companies to maybe, you know, I had a fairly generic, you know, bachelor arts uh, and, um, you know, liberal arts degree. And so I remember one day getting a phone call and uh they the the person on the other hand mentioned the the uh the company and it just they they mumbled it or something and so then they started asking me questions and they started you know it was you know so what are you doing right now and and you know tell me about some of your past work experience which was you know i monitored the computer labs in college you know uh, <laughs> i was a camp counselor you know right, um right. and so uh and i i got to admit i was you know semi half hearted cuz i I didn't want a regular job, <laughs> but, you know, but I was like, all right, you know, no, dutifully answering the questions. And then they started asking me about Star Trek and I went, what? I'm sorry. Can you repeat the name of the company? <laughs> and then, uh, you know, uh, it's, it was, this was Decipher and this like weight went on my shoulder. I'm like, oh no, uh, I'm, yes, yes. Uh, let me tell you how difficult those computer labs were. Yeah, um, right, so, right, right, right. You know, so, um, so anyway, uh, uh, so they flew me out for an interview and, um, you know, to Virginia Beach, Virginia. Uh, so just beautiful place. Uh, and, uh, I remember I showed up in a, like a, a, a suit, um, which having been in the games industry now for 25 years, <laughs> must've looked adorable. <laughs> I mean, there I am, you know, bright eyed, bushy tailed, 22 years old, just going like, hire me, you know? And, uh, uh, they, um, uh, they asked me a whole bunch of questions and then they mentioned they were also working on a star Wars card game. And, you know, my mind went bananas. I was like, oh, really? And I actually, I kid you not, I said, please hire me <laughs> in the middle of an interview. <laughs> so uh, uh, my understanding is they interviewed one other person and it, uh, uh, for, uh, it was for a customer service job because um, no one at the company, I mean, they, they made this huge splash with the Star Trek CCG, but no one at the company was the market for the company. Mm -hmm. Everyone was, you know, uh, uh, you know, they, they'd made how to host murder. They'd made, you know, uh, party games and things along those lines. And this was a real departure for them. And, uh, this is no knock on, on the people that were there. They did an amazing job and got Star Trek out the door and, and Tom and Raleigh did a great job of designing that. Um, but no one was there was of the age group who was a fan, uh, was a member right. of the, 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 uh, the, the, uh, what we customer base. Mm -hmm. And I had put the word internet on my resume three times. Uh, and so therefore they, they concluded I must be an expert right, right, in this, right. this, you know, 1995 internet thingy, mm -hmm. you know, uh, sure. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, go answer questions. We seem to have a lot of them online. Yeah. So that was what I was hired to do. Um, I always wondered how my job would have or how my life would have gone if they'd gone with the other person mm. that they interviewed, whoever that was. Yeah. I mean, the internet was, um, was like a, this mysterious thing at the time I remember. Yeah. Cause one of the first things I ever looked up on the internet was pictures of star Wars cards. And I remember my yeah. mom, my mom telling me, Oh, that website has pictures on it. Uh, our, <laughs> our computer doesn't really do very well with pictures. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it'd yeah. take like 20 minutes to download a picture of a uh, Darth Vader or son of Skywalker yeah. or something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, so I got to the company. Um, I remember my first day was on April 1st and, uh, I was my, uh, I was going to go to work with Tom Bronk and, uh, he, uh, he hadn't moved out yet. He was living in Seattle, which is actually where I am now. Um, uh, but I didn't know that. So I showed up and knocked on his apartment door for like half an hour. And, and it occurred to me that it was April 1st and maybe this whole thing was an elaborate <laughs> prank, and then, you know, just a, a horrible April fool's day joke of like, yeah, sure. Decipher is going to hire you to, you know, come do this. Um, uh, so, so, uh, I showed up and, um, uh, I had, uh, you know, I, I just was, you know, all day, every day answering questions. Uh, both snail mail and, and regular mail uh, or email. Um, uh, 
on Star Trek while Tom and Raleigh were kind of developing Star Wars behind me. And, uh, but at the same time, they, they were also working on the first set of the um, uh, first expansion of Star Trek CCG, Alternate Universe. And based on proximity, I just started contributing ideas. Mm-hmm. And because I was like, you know, I was talking to the customer base and going like, they, there's a real demand for blah, you know? Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, I, I so we, we had a, a back and forth there. And then with Star Wars, I mean, you know, I was, I was four when Star Wars came out and I can remember sitting on my dad's lap in the front row and the, you know, the first time seeing Star Wars, like, and that just dominated my brain, you know? And so like the fact that they were working on that. I mean, I loved Star Trek uh, uh, as well, but they were working on Star Wars. I mean, it was Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. So, uh, so, you know, I was, I was, Hey, can we make a card about this? Can we make a card about that? You forgot. And they were fans, but they weren't, um, uh, well, no, that's not fair. They were huge fans of Star Wars as well. They just weren't of, uh, at the same age that it hit me right, right. where I knew it like I could I could quote the script from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. So, right. they, you know, I, I don't want to diminish their fanhood. They were huge fans. Um, but it was a, a, a thing of just, you know, I'd watched the movie so many times. I knew it by rote and I, mm-hmm. I just lived and breathed it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Uh, so we. So we basically shifted to my, I stopped doing customer service. I was full-time in design. Um, and, uh, and we actually started, you know, all like, it's not that someone else took over customer service, customer service shut down because I was over in, mm-hmm. in design all the time, uh, at this point on both Star Trek and Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we shipped, uh, premiere. And I remember we did that shortly before Christmas and, um, it, it, you know, th- those were, you know, seven day a week, you know, work until three or four in the morning, getting back up and being at work at 10, uh, kind of things where it was just a, um, it was a, a slog, but it was a fun slog. <laughs> uh, and, um, and yeah, and then it just, you know, became a matter of, uh, uh, you know, everyone else was exhausted, uh, having done that. And I'm like, Oh, okay. We're done with the first one. Okay. Here's how you blow up the death star. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, great kid. Yeah. You know, knock yourself out. We're going to take a nap. I'm like, okay. Um, uh, here's R2 and Chewie. Okay. And, um, uh, uh, here's how you do an attack run and here's how death star blows up stuff. It's going to be, and you know, I was just like, you know, still going on the adrenaline of youth and, um, uh, uh, it was, uh, and so essentially they just went, you know what, just let Jerry go, just let him he, he, go, go, have it, have it. Cause I was like a dog with a bone, you know, it's just like, and then there's this, and then there's this, and oh my God. Ah, ah, ah. So, um, yeah. And, so, uh, it was uh, amazing. So, so, uh, so at that time, one thing that I think is, is, is interesting to think about is I'm, I'm the next, you know, I'm the next generation. I saw star Wars for the first time is the special edition and, and, okay. and the, and the card game also was, was huge for my childhood. I, I was in, I was in third grade when I got my first pack of Dagobah and I don't, oh. everybody talks about how their first pack was like Obi-Wan Kenobi or something. I have no idea what my first rare was, but I am sure it was a, like a dark side effect. <laughs> Like, like I, I don't even know. Uh, I'm sure there were no characters in my first pack of, of star Wars cards. Um, yeah, but, it was an interesting one. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but the interesting thing to me is I have, for me, there has always been just so much lore out there. You know, there were even, you know, even if we're talking about the late nineties, there was the Thrawn trilogy, the Jedi Academy trilogy, the yeah. uh, untold numbers of, of comic books and other things. So there was just always an impossible amount of lore out there. Yeah. When you got started, there was not a lot of this stuff. What was, what was that like? Well, uh, I mean, a lot of it was wild West. A lot of it was, you know, um, uh, okay. I, I do. I must give credit where credit is due. West end games, the folks that made the original star Wars role-playing mm-hmm. game, um, 
had done a uh, a ton of work and you know they'd named a bunch of characters in the cantina they'd come up they came up with the crate dragon uh, idea of what that was and and uh, everything like that and I'm happy to go into my small part of that as well but they um, uh, they had done a, a you know a ton of background for the you know, source books and source material you know um, they come up with the interdictor star destroyer and stuff like that and I had um, you know through college I had played in several Star Wars campaigns. Mm. Uh, you know, using their system. Uh, and it was uh, a fantastic game system. And they just came up, these were people who clearly loved the material, you know, in a way that, that you know, they were my age. Right, they, right. they, you know, had experienced the, uh, the IP in the same way. Uh, and so, um, so there was a lot of work, uh, a, a really good relationship between Decipher and West End Games for us to draw lore and material out of them. But at the same time, the, uh, Lucasfilm was amazing in terms of, you know, what what is this character's name? It doesn't have one. Can we name it? Knock yourself out. <laughs> you know, so um, like, okay, you know, um, uh, this is Kiddick Kiedkak, because why not? Um, so, you know, uh, it, it, uh, uh, it, yeah, it got, uh, I mean, they were a fantastic partner and they actually, um, they appreciated us, uh, expanding the, the depth of the material in their license. Uh, you know, they like, you know, I remember the, the people we worked with, you know, were, uh, were like, you're our favorite licensor. And I, you know, they probably said that's all the people, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, uh, I remember later on down the road and, and, you know, boy, there's so many stories. This, we might have to do this a few times. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Down the road, uh, uh, when episode one was being worked on, they were like, would you like to help create a symbol that we can use uh, in episode one for, you know, the Jedi Order and and stuff like that? Like they were working with us as as they saw us as um, at the time, I believe they saw us as, you know, torchbearers, faithful torchbearers. Right. uh, right. uh, You know, and we. we revered the license and, you know, I mean, so, yeah. So, but, but that said, you know, I had, I had read a bunch of the comic books. I had, um, I'd read the Thrawn trilogy. Uh, uh, and, uh, I'd even read a bunch of the dark horse, uh, comic books, Mm -hmm. not just the original Marvel, but the, you know, dark horse comic books. Um, uh, including Dark Empire, so I totally saw the last movie coming. Um, and I then totally, um, totally agree. No, no, I, I, I think I, I that the the Dark Empire lining yeah. up with it's like why is there all this? Uh, everybody loved Dark Empire. Why is why is yeah. there all this hate for Rise of Skywalker? It's the same. It's the same premise. Yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, he's a clone. Yeah, yeah, and and he arranged it, and he had his Force Ghost transferred to the thing. Right? Yeah, everyone's yeah. on board with this. Right? Yeah. we all know this. Yeah, no. <laughs> What do you mean? It's a mystery and it came out of nowhere. Read the comic, you know, anyway. So, um, uh, uh, so anyway, um, but yeah, there was, there was a ton of wild West and there was a ton of, uh, going back and forth with West end games to kind of be like, well, you know, let's, let's craft, you know, this is, you know, here's a character. No one knows what the species name, anything. So let's make it up together. Um, and other times, you know, they were like, we have work to do. Do it yourself. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. And so, uh, you know, I got to go nuts myself. Um, so, but, so yeah. West End Games was still was still actively producing at along the same time as as uh, as Star Wars CCG. Yeah. Now, my understanding is, I, I, let's see. I think they were still. I remember still working with them at least through Dagobah. Okay. Um, uh, but my understanding is there were from some financial problems with the parent company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And West End Games went under at some point after Dagobah, um, which was a shame. Those were a right. great group of folks to work with. Yeah, but, I've, yeah, I've always really wanted to delve delve deeper into both the history of West End Games and the actual the actual role playing game because it's like to me it's it's Star Wars CCG before Star Wars CCG in the sense of how it com- of how it contributed to the to the lore. And yeah, everything. we from a lore standpoint, we definitely stood on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they named slave one, right? Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. That's, I mean, that to me is the, 
is 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 the craziest thing that that it was this this silly role playing game and that's you know that's a, an, no, a, a um, super iconic ship i i remember getting the slave one uh ship as a kenner oh it was toy. okay okay as a kenner toy uh um so i think that might have predated them but uh they they but that's not to diminish their impact. Right, right, they, right. Yeah, they, yeah. They came up with a truck ton of stuff, uh, and there were sometimes we actively disagreed on a, a mm -hmm. few things. Um, they, by the way, there was a guy I forget his last name. It was a guy named George, who uh, uh, he was one of their designers, and he was down helping us, um, you know, with lore, and uh, this uh, uh, the scene of Leia kissing Luke uh, in on the Death Star before they swing over, mm -hmm. kissing him on the cheek. And George just said, that is so wrong. <laughs> I'm like, card title. Yep, yep. <laughs> and so, um, uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, no, they, they, they did a ton of stuff. They, you know, I think they were first to try and theorize why there were blue and green and red lightsabers and, mm -hmm. um, beyond, you know, drama. Um, and, uh, yeah, they they had a, they had an enormous impact, and you know, I I feel some of their um, like I say, I feel like I stood on their shoulders. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they got to name a lot of the cool stuff, and I got to name people who were on the screen for a frame. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> so well, uh, but at the same time, having having people who are on the screen for four frames and having them have a name and a backstory really yeah. is what makes star Wars uh, it, it elevates it, I think above almost any other uh, fandom. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we did some of that with star Trek, you know, we would, we would, um, you know, flesh out people who were maybe on, uh, on for an episode mm -hmm. or we would, you know, like um, I do remember we did things where if we knew there was like a special guest star who wasn't, wasn't an actor per se, but who was an actual astronaut, mm who, you know, got the chance to be on Star Star Trek as a, you know, as a background character, right, you know, right. just flying the ship or manning the transporter. We'd be like, we're making a card out of that person mm -hmm. because that's just um, a real astronaut. How cool is that? Yeah. You know? yeah. So, um, uh, uh, but, you know, the, uh, yeah, with Star Wars, we, uh, we went bananas. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I mean, you think about it, the, the, you know, you were just talking about Dagobah and how, you know, you, you barely drew a, uh, uh, you know, a non character card or you, you had, you know, full right. non character cards. And, you know, we were desperate, you know, especially during that one to try and, you know, is there any character we can use <laughs> anything? You know, maybe there were people wandering around in the background of Dagobah. Maybe we can spot an extra, uh, who was right, you know, right. caught in the frame for a right. screen or for a shot. You know? So one thing that came out of Dagobah was, was creatures, yeah. um, yeah. which is, which is a pretty polarizing card type. I think a lot of people really like the idea of creatures, but it's kind of hard as a competitive player to, right. to, you know, to build a deck. And I think that was true. Even back then, obviously, I'm, uh, the game is different now than it was 20 years ago. Um, yeah. How did the design so come about, and and what uh, what in hindsight, what would you do differently um, if 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 you wanted to make them more playable now? Sure. Uh, well, creatures started because of the Dianoga. Like that was, as I recall, the first creature right, card right. that we did. And it, uh, I remember we, you know, we, we kind of, sometimes we would do this in design where we would be, you know, we would say, uh, you know, I think it, we had it deploy in the trash compactor in the Dagobah swamp, having no knowledge of what the Dagobah swamp was going to be like, right. what the rules were going to be like, but like, yeah, it makes sense. It would, it would deploy there. Sure. Let's just, mm -hmm. yeah, well, it, write, yeah, write it in. It'll be, it'll, mm -hmm. it'll work out. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and I think there was, uh, you know, I will take all the blame. Um, uh, there was a lack of forethought on my part for, um, you know, I'm creating a new card type here. How, how are these going to work uh, outside of the trash compactor, outside of this one mm -hmm. spot where it seems to make perfect sense? And then kind of the next one was the Wampa. And, you know, that again was a unique thing 
you know, creature in a unique space that, you know, maybe we could make it, you know, work uh, a little better for roaming the, the, the locations of Hoth. Um, uh, and with Dagobah, uh, we were strapped for nouns. I, I, I split in my mind, uh, Star Wars cards were nouns and verbs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and the nouns were the sexy ones. The nouns were, you know, were Darth Vader and the lightsabers and, you know, all that, uh, those cards were, but, uh, the verbs were the ones that had the true game altering, uh, abilities. So, um, uh, at least that was the intent, you right, know, in right. practicality, uh, some folks managed to do really cool stuff with nouns. Um, but anyway, um, so, uh, creatures in retrospect, um, I, I think I made a, in general, I made choices as a designer back then that I wouldn't make now. Um, I, find that, you know, I'm actually a teacher right now. I teach uh, game design at uh, DigiPen in, uh, in Redmond, uh, Washington. And one of the things that I see new designers doing is adding complication to systems in the hope that out of complication, out of a, a variety of choices and a variety of complex interactions, fun will come out of it. Right, right. Well, that will just magically arise out of it. And so they, there is a tendency to overcomplicate mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, systems. And um, one of the things I will use in my, uh, in my uh, class is I will uh, hold up the uh, glossary from the Star right, Wars right, CCG right. and go, you know, <laughs> uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, example one. Um, uh, so... Uh, you know, creatures, I think, would have been, uh, if, if I were to redesign it now, um, uh, I might have creatures be uh, like interrupts, basically. Mm-hmm. Like events are like, you've been attacked by the Wampa. Okay. You've been sucked under by the Dianoga. You've been bitten by a snake on Dagobah. You've been, you know, uh, you know, uh, pulled under by the Swamp Slug. I mean, uh, we would, you know... Uh, uh, or the space slug, you know, has eaten your starship. Right, um, right, so, right. like, you know, it would be a a one-off event um, that uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know that might be a more um, might more compelling thing, and make it a uh, make the wampa and you know, let's just use Hoth for example. Having the wampa be an ever-present invisible threat at any moment, the wampa could attack somewhere uh, on Hoth, as opposed to you know, the womp is out there, just don't go there right, and you're fine. You know, um, uh, I think that would have maybe been more in keeping with the idea because, you know, part of the desire was to always reinforce the feeling of Star Wars, um, uh, reproduce moments. Um, uh, and, but you know, in, in your own subtle variation. And so to, to take the Wampa and the Dianoga, it was a surprise. Mm -hmm. They were, you know, out of the blue, gotcha and go. They weren't there for you to see and make strategic decisions around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that might have been more, uh, more, you know, uh, in keeping with the 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 experience of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, Luke getting surprised, um, and it might have been better gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it's one of those woulda, coulda, shoulda. That, right, right, you know, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, yeah. I just think I the reason I ask is also the game is still being designed by volunteers and stuff, you know, maybe yeah. give them some ideas. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that, yeah. Um, so I get, so when you say that, what, what that kind of suggests to me is that instead of having creatures, you could make more, you could even use existing card types, depending on the, on the level of it, either, either interrupts or even Epic events you could do, you could turn the Sarlacc into an epic event where once per turn, blah 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 happens or something, right? Um, as opposed yeah. to as opposed to having it be a, a, a creature. Yeah, that's that's uh yeah. that's interesting. And then also that dim, that makes it so that there's one less card type, one less level of complication. Um, yeah, yeah. I think uh, one of the things I have definitely um, observed as I've gotten um, uh, more experienced is that players appreciate. Uh, Maybe not uh, in general. Players appreciate clear 
but divergent choices. Mm -hmm. I have to pick A, B, or C, and they are wildly different from one another. But if I have to pick between A, B, C, all the way through, you know, L, then it's, uh, you know, uh, you know, players get overwhelmed. And I think one of the things that we maybe, uh, that we did a disservice to ourselves is, um, the learning curve to get into the Star Wars CCG. Mm-hmm. You know, if I were to, you know, come back and and uh, uh, you know, if I were to go back in time, I would want to make a every expansion should have been an entry point. Mm-hmm. Every expansion should have been a welcoming entry point for new players, rather than a you know a piling on of you know nine pages of new right, rules right. in Iraq. Right. Um, uh, but, you know, um, on the other hand, I'm really proud of what we created. So, I mean, you know, as I poke holes and critique. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, no, it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 we're looking back. I mean, the game is complicated. If the game wasn't so complicated, then we wouldn't have conversation. Then I wouldn't be having conversations today with people who have been playing without attrition for 20 years, it, uh-huh. you know, um, yep. it, like, like. It's, it's kind of an, it's an interesting thing. You know, I, I growing up, I always thought that you had, for some reason I got it in my mind that you had to pay one force for each force that you were draining when you were force draining. Um, Uh And that's just not a rule. (laughs) I went through, (laughs) I went through a, a long period of time where I thought that all of your life force was your force pile. So you could never, uh, spend that last force or you would lose the game. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, and everybody made up those rules back yeah. then. And that's part of the charm. That's definitely part of the charm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, so slowly zooming in on, uh, into the reason, uh, the reason for the, uh, for the interview. Uh, sure. so, so special edition, uh, you, it was a, is a, is a, a huge set and new stuff came of it. Uh, I wanted to talk about, about a couple of, a, a couple of card types, that came from sure. special edition. Um, first of all, objectives. How did those How did those come about? So objectives was, um, I would say it's one of the things that you know, for better or worse, uh, I, I am, I am at least proud of the um, the thought process, the the creativity, and the effect. The the the. I got to put this. Well, I, you know what? I'm unabashedly proud of the effect it had on the game. Um, I, cause what I wanted, uh, what I saw at the time or the, the intent of what I, I wanted was to turn, um, things like, you know, carbon freezing, uh, or turn things like, uh, you know, um, blowing up planets with the death star into more viable, uh, strategies for mm-hmm. decks. I wanted storylines that you were familiar with from the game or from the movies to become strategic opportunities. The, you know, I, I wanted the, the, uh, I, I remember feeling like, you know, uh, at the time, you know, numbers decks were really huge. You know, the, the game had started becoming burdened by, um, edge case mechanics that we hadn't anticipated. And, uh, I wanted to bring strategies that brought it back to, you know, doing stuff that you saw in the movies, doing it your way, you know, doing it with different characters, doing it your own, you know, going your own path along along that, you know, uh, storyline. But something that felt like Star Wars again, rather than playing a numbers game type thing mm-hmm. that just had Star Wars on its, you know, uh, just sort of slapped on the front. And I remember... But the the idea of game conditions that changed um, was extremely hard. I remember just taking the epic event template and just expanding it to the whole, uh, you know, almost the whole cards. So there was no image, right, and then just right. writing all this text of if A then B, and you know, just coming up with all of the you know the stuff, and then having the consequence of like, okay, now you have a new set of rules. Uh, you know, if you manage to achieve all of this, then this happens, but your opponent can make it go back to that. And, you know, so there was, there was back and forth and there was, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 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 a, you know, a push and pull. Uh, but, uh, I remember just, you know, like this was not viable. There was no image. 
you know, there was no room for image on a card. And uh, I remember going out with some of the other decipher folks and we went to uh, we went to like the local mall and we were just eating, uh, you know, um, mall pizza at the, you know, sitting at a table and the guy across from me picked up his pizza and there was a pepperoni on the bottom of his slice. And I went, huh, there's, a, there's something on the bottom that there's something on the bottom of your <gasps> cards have two sides. <laughs> cards have two sides and, and, and everyone at the table was going, yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Cards have two sides. And everyone, uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, uh, suddenly, you know, like raced back and just like, you know, created that and was like, yeah. And then it'll, and it'll flip and you'll have that. And that'll be, yeah. Um, so I remember that being a huge breakthrough, but yeah, the intent behind it was always, you know, to, to pull stuff away from the more things that had gotten broken mechanically right. in more towards things that felt more like you were playing mm -hmm. a star Wars. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, and that's and, what we've been, and that's what they've been, what uh, the players committee has been trying to do. That's what everyone has been trying to do since. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I have, uh, I have some, uh, again, you know, I have some, like if I, if I could do it all over again, like ways of, of, you know, things I wish I had done back then, but, um, uh, uh, but yeah, the, the, you know, I, I respect all of the folks in the players committee and, you know, best of luck <laughs> doing that stuff. And don't listen to a word I say, make it your own, do your own. Right, 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 right. But yeah, no objectives are cool. That is, that is a great, that is a great story. Um, so, uh, just, uh, just one last question about special edition before we start yeah. talking about the crate dragon. Um, sure. So what, what happened with operatives? What's the, what's the real story there? Uh, the real story is that um, we were replete with, uh, at the time, with uh, lots of aliens and characters that were one power, one, uh, you know, um, uh, like low power, high destiny, uh, characters that were just blah and they were commons and we would put them out there. You know, we had troopers and we had other things and they were just boring and they didn't, there wasn't any, any oomph to them. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and so we were loath to create more of these, but, um, at the same time, I cannot recall exactly why, but we, we were like, well, if we're going to have special edition being another, you know, uh, entry point into the game. We're going to come out with a new full set for you to buy. And this is, you know, a potential introduction point with a 8,000 page glossary. Um, uh, we would, um, you know, let's, let's, let's oomph up our, our one ones. And let's, you know, there, there was a dire, like, let's add, let's add some, some basic trooper cards. Let's add some basic, you know, low level, uh, uh, entities, but let's, 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 uh, uh, let's give, you know, give some zing to them. Right. Let's right. make them a viable strategy. Uh, and so there was kind of a, an, a, a good intention, but, um, uh, an overcompensation of like, you know, well, let's just make them badass. Um, and we, uh, one of the playtesting groups caught it. One of the playtesting groups, uh, I believe it was Joe Allred's group, caught it. And for whatever reason, and I cannot remember the thought process at the time, uh, that it just it didn't uh, factor into the final decision making. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I remember feeling particularly guilty because I I was there for every card review, final card review, and. I believe I went to uh, Dragon Con in Atlanta, um, which is its own story. That mm -hmm. that was a heck of a con that year because the it was a huge hotel and the elevators broke, and I made Anthony Daniels mad. Um, but I've uh, I've heard a lot of people have made Anthony Daniels mad, so I wouldn't feel bad about that. You know what? I I appreciate that. It's 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 a hard thing to piss off C three PO. I didn't. I didn't go to conventions very much. Uh -huh. 
Um, uh, so, uh, I was, I was hanging out at our booth and someone said, Oh, you're Jerry Darcy, you're the lead designer. And we had, we had freaking Anthony Daniels at our booth, you know, like signing cards for us. It was so cool. I, I got to meet C3PO, you know? And, uh, uh, and they said, uh, Hey, can I, you know, can I have your signature on a card? And I was like, Oh, sure. And then we started to get a little bit of a line. And so our, our head of marketing went over and said, you know, Mr. Daniels, you know, this is our lead designer. Can, can he sit down? you know, and, and sign cards as well. And he was like, Oh, that'd be lovely. You know? And I'm like, Oh, I'm sitting next to C3PO signing cards. Well, Anthony Daniels went to a lot of conventions at the time uh -huh. and lots of people already had his signature. Very few people had mine. Right, Not right. that I was in any way on par with, mm -hmm. with C3PO, but you know, the, the people who were into the game were wanted my signature on stuff at, uh, you know, and my line got longer than his. And he was not happy about that. <laughs> I was I like, I oh, no, it. oh, no, no, he's way more interesting. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, operatives. I think you, I think he gave me the, I think you, I think he gave me enough. Uh, I think we got enough talk about that. I just feel, felt like bringing it up. Uh, but oh. so the, I'm sorry, I'll just say the worlds were a disaster. Um, uh, I felt. I felt this tall mm -hmm. walking around. I felt like I had, you know, I, I felt like I had disappointed so many people. I felt, you know, for, for all that I will say that, you know, the successes of the Star Wars CCG were a group success. And I truly believe that I feel like I feel so responsible for that particular, uh, uh, misstep. Um, uh, I remember, uh, you know, people trying to make me feel better. You know, other other decipher folks just going, you know, like, you know, don't worry. You know, people just want to shoot you in the back of the head, gang style. That's all. You know, um, <laughs> so you know, it was just they were trying to light me up, but you know, uh, it was that was a bad day, and 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 um, because oh, it was just it was awful. Um, anyway, well, you, uh, get, so you that, gave us plenty of uh, of backing cards for virtual for full template virtual cards. Uh, okay. you know, Bail Organa, Ahsoka Tano, lots of iconic characters, uh, are, use, use operatives as their, as their backing card. Fantastic. Actually the, the, the Bail Organa, cause one of my favorite things about, about, uh, virtual cards is when they do the, the C slip, like they use the existing image, but, uh, hmm. but ha but they change the name and there was a, the, one of the operatives for the original Bail Organa card is a shadow and it looks exactly like when Bail Organa is like tapping the, he's tapping something at the end of, of episode two, like oh, in that sort okay. of ominous moment. And it's like, yeah. it's like a perfect shadow silhouette of, of it's like you had Jimmy Smith's on the other side of yeah. the camera. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, and also it's a shame that they never could, that the, nobody could ever figure out how to balance, balance operatives. Cause I think that I agree with you that, having um the sort of the sort of uh what magic the gathering calls tribal is uh, uh -huh. it's it's a it's a it's something that's that's interesting and compelling and to be able to use you know play characters on these random planets and you know everything it's it's a you know it was a it was a good good idea i'm glad i i, I appreciate you giving me the the background there so but let's talk about the crate dragon okay so so first of all um what was what what did you have to work with uh initially with the crate dragon what was the established lore and what where where did you take creative liberties so uh what i recall is that um this again all all praise and credit to the west end games folks um when we were working on um the uh premiere uh it was you know what what on earth are those bones and the West End games folks saying those are those are from a crate dragon, and my brain perked up because I'm a huge D and D nerd, and I'm like oh, dragons, dragons, you know. Uh, so like you know, there's dragons in Star Wars. There's dragons in Star Wars. Um, so uh, uh, so there was you know the um, uh, you know that that became a fascination to me. Um, and then you know oh Obi Wan Kenobi did a crate dragon how yeah it would scare off the sand people. Oh yeah, we're making a card of that. Yeah, heck yeah. Um, so you know the the um, the you know so the idea got seeded there uh and then i remember with um uh with special edition 
Um, I remember the, you know, the, the, the artists were fantastic. Our artists were amazing. And they, um, you know, most of the work had been cleaning up, uh, uh, the images, you know, because they were still grainy and, you know, we were using actual film, you know, uh, uh, and, uh, cleaning up the grain on the film footage. Uh, and, but, you know, they were getting more and more, um, you know, they were growing as artists and, uh, they were doing a lot of not just touch up work, but occasional, you know, um, uh, uh, CGI, uh, and, so as that was happening and, you know, they were, you know, at the very early days of Photoshopping and, and stuff like that, you know, it was sort of like, well, I remember going over and going, I, I want, you know, I actually, I don't remember the, the moment, like I said, in the, the post that I wrote, I don't remember the moment of, uh, you know, Hey, let's make a crate dragon. But I do remember going, I do remember wanting to do one. Uh, and I remember kind of, you know, going over and seeing it gradually come to life. Uh, the artist, Joe Bolton, you know, just, uh, just putting it together and, you know, adding stormtroopers running away from it. Um, and, uh, that just being like, you know, this cool thing of, you know, as excited I was that there were dragons in star Wars, you know, at the beginning of working on the, the CCG. Now I was actually getting to, you know, help put a dragon in star Wars, um, you know, uh, for realsies, you know, not just the, uh, not just the, uh, the bones. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so it was just, you know, the, uh, I remember the desire and I remember the, you know, a lot of the result. Um, uh, and yeah, so that was, that was kind of, that's my small part in, uh, mm -hmm. um, in bringing that thing to life. So. And they, uh, and, and when it finally came out with the, in the Mandalorian, it, it looked like the card. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, I'm serious. Like I said, I cried. I, I just, I mean, it was, you know, uh, you know, there was, there was, there was that thing that, 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 you know, that, that we had just at Decipher had made and they changed it. It didn't have the arms. Right. right. You know, uh, uh, it, um, but the generalities, like the face, you know, they, they, the Lucasfilm people, the Disney folks, they made it their own. They, 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 mm -hmm. They, they took it and made their version of it. And, you know, as they have every right to do, uh, uh, but it was, you could see the evolution mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from, you know, you could see the basic structure of what we had made and they had kind of taken it to the next right, step. Right. Uh, and it was, I mean, this, and, and you got to realize, like, I haven't, you know, I haven't gotten to touch the star Wars universe uh, for, you know, since 2000 and, you know, in my bones, I still miss it, you know? Uh, and, you know, every now and then I would see things where a character I had named or a character I'd done, you know, some background lore for would pop up in a, you know, a short story or in a video game or something along those lines. And I'd be like, oh, hey, cool. I, you know, I did that. But this was, you know, the, the coolest thing out there right now in Star Wars. And there's something that I, you know, so it was like this huge rush of nostalgia and, uh, uh, you know, this huge rush of like, Oh my gosh, I touched star Wars again. Holy cow. So, um, yeah, so that was, you know, uh, uh, and as I say, I was, but a small part in that link of, you know, uh, of chains, but it was a, uh, it was really exciting. Yeah. I, I, I bet. And it was, I, I, I think the thing, the thing, the key was, you know, cause Disney made it their own, but yeah. if you knew what a crate dragon was, and you saw that even though it looked like a worm at first, you knew yeah. that was a crate dragon. Yeah. And, and I think, I think that was, that was the, uh, that was really the key there. Uh, I've seen a bunch of articles, not a bunch of articles. I've seen an article uh, and someone told me there's another one where, um, where they reference the Star Wars CCG and like, you know, and they show the images of, you know, here's where that crate dragon thing came from. Yeah, yeah. It was this, crazy old game that, you know, only nerds played back in the nineties. And, uh, they did a thing, you know, some obscure group in Virginia. And, uh, anyway, now that's how it led to this. And right, I'm like, right, oh, right. thanks. Sure. Um, but, um, uh, you know, the, um, uh, yeah, it, it, it was, I, I, what I, what, what struck me is, you know, at first they had a kind of tunneling underground and I was like, you know, Ooh! and then, um, uh, and then they came to the cave 
and we saw the Tusken Raider approaching the cave. And, you know, I was immediately thinking, you know, the, the crate dragon howl, like, oh yeah, the Tusken Raiders would be very aware of this kind of creature. Right, right. It was like, you know, that kind of link. And then, um, but then just the image of the cave, I swear there was a shot of the cave that, you know, take the crate dragon out of it from the image in the card, the cave felt so similar to the cave that was on the card. And so I was like, yeah, oh, the great dragon's in a cave, the great dragon's in a cave, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, you know, it was, uh, uh, there were just a lot of cool, you know, one-to-one moments mm-hmm. there. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And the, with the pearl and, and yeah, oh, and at, yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, just very much, very much you could tell. I mean, and I mean, that's why, that's why the Mandalorian is so good is because it, has so much respect for the source material. I know I, you know, and I, I can't honestly remember. I, I don't know if the West end games folks came up with the Pearl or with, if we did, but you know, um, uh, but, um, either, either way, when they, when they pulled that Pearl out, I squealed. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, sort of like... it's mentioned. It's definitely mentioned in the lore. Yeah. It's also in, the crate dragon having a pearl is also in the one of the tales books. Okay. Um. So, which I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know which chicken or the egg or whatever. I. Sure. That's something yeah. I always I always liked when uh when when Star Wars cards referenced a plot point in in one of those tales books because I I always thought those were some of the more more interesting little you know again it kind of it kind of telling the story of of a character that's barely on screen or in this case, a character that's not on screen at all. Yeah. The, the, I remember the, at the time, uh, working on some cards and like going back and reading my old Marvel comics that I'd collected when I was a kid mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to think of ways to like, you know, call up, you know, Crimson Jack or, you know, the, the other like random characters, uh, that they had in the, you know, some of those very early, um, uh, Star Wars comics. Um, uh, but, um, yeah, the, the, again, it, you know, those, those early days when there was very little out there, you know, this, you know, I think only the Thrawn trilogy was out. I don't think these novels were out yet. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think like the, the Thrawn trilogy proved Star Wars novels could be successful. So I think other people started doing stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, there was just kind of a lag factor, uh, you know, in terms of how long it pe- took people to write them and, and get stuff out. But um, right. and perhaps I'm getting my 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 dates mixed up. But um, the so I remember Tom Lischke was a huge fan of the X-wing squadron novels, right. and uh, he took the he kind of led the charge in Death Star Two of you know, uh, trying to make space battle telling as he could, um, because he was just so enamored of, and so into those books. Um, and that was one of those, you know, uh, uh, moments where, you know, I think, um, it benefited from his passion. Um, but, uh, uh, the, yeah, the source material was so few and far between that we were just sort of, you know, again, with that relationship with Lucas, when we were, we felt like custodians, uh, and sort of gathering stuff and trying to present it in a, you know, in a, in a fun way, uh, despite some of the corny humor here and there. So, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It does sound like it's not, and it sounds to hear you, you tell at least of that era, that's kind of the, it's, it's kind of the opposite of what, of the way that I've kind of always heard, uh, at least as, as time went on in the, you know, in the prequel era and everything, uh, with Lucasfilm being so tightly protective of, of the, of the, of those, of the storyline, it sounds like you had yeah. a lot of freedom and that's probably, that's probably, that's probably part of the reason why some of these, some of these stories, you know, and not just the stuff from star Wars CCG, but West end games and the tales books and everything that they were, they had the freedom to tell these, these really compelling, weird stories that maybe some of the stuff uh, after a certain point, became a little bit more tightly controlled, uh, you know, for better or for worse. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of those things, you know, uh, where, um, I can, I can respect Lucasfilm's desire to want to, you know, have control over that kind of thing. At the same time, I feel like, you know, the, the lighter touch that they had 
for that time with that license at that moment when Star Wars was, you know, it was before special edition was even announced and before the prequels were announced, Star Wars was, you know, it was, you know, not waning, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, you know, in the, in the constant mind of the, you know, of, of the general public uh, in the way that it is closer to that now. Mm -hmm. And so what that allowed is you had these in, you know, wonderfully creative people um, and me uh, uh, able to inject, you know, a fan's love and a fan's um, view of Star Wars. Uh, and so those, I think, experiences reflected back on the audience in a way that resonated of like, you know, oh, wow, if I got to like name characters in the cantina, if I got to come up with backstories for what, you know, this character did or that character did, oh, that's so cool. Tell me more. Um, right, I think right. that that, you know, uh, there was uh, almost a, that passion came across as, you know, as a, a fan's love to another fan. Mm -hmm. And I think that was absorbed. Um, but at the same time, I can totally respect the fact that, you know, they might come along and, you know, like, you know, no, this is, this is our vision and we are going to tightly control that vision. Right, right, right. And this is what Star Wars is. Right. Um, and so, you know, uh, I, I, I can see both the advantage of both perspectives mm -hmm. given what Star Wars was at the time and what Star Wars is now. Right, and you right. have different approaches to it. Right. Because so. also we didn't have we didn't have multiple TV shows of Star Wars at the time. We didn't yeah. have we didn't have films coming out every year. Y you know, yeah. there's 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 uh, there's there's definitely there's definitely pros and cons. But it's it's also it's just interesting to think about a time when a time when when star wars was a was an underdeveloped almost yeah. underdog of a of a property yeah all right with that yeah, I, I, oh, good, sorry, sorry go ahead well i was just going to say the uh i am incredibly jealous of folks who have gotten the star wars card game license since then to be able to like look at clone wars and rebels and you know, the, the, the prequel, I mean, we had three movies, you know, after I left, I know they did episode one, but from, from just my experience, we had three movies to mine for everything. Right. Right. You know? <laughs> so, and it was just kind of, you know, trying to dig as much material out of that mm -hmm. um, as we could for, for the people who loved it as much as we did. Um, and, you know, now that there's, there is so much material um, uh, and it's almost like uh you know, we, I remember designing the, the, the sets very early on going like, okay, you know, as soon as we were ship premiere, I'm like, oh, okay. So new hope, then Hoth, Dagobah, you know, cloud city. I mean, I just kind of rattled them off, not knowing that, you know, special edition was going to come in there, but it was just sort of like, okay, this is the, this is the life cycle of this product. Right. Right. Here's right. what we're doing. Uh, and you know, cause we, you only got one pass because it was only so much material you could right, do. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, I mean, how, how, uh, how much in depth, which on the one hand felt like a great structure, but on the other hand, it, we realized, you know, our sales were declining because people saw the end coming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Oh yeah. No one thought that through. Oh, <laughs> that and Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, well, th well, Jer Jerry, thanks a lot for, for doing this. I'll definitely have to uh, interview you again. I can really tell that we barely scratched the surface here. And I was yes. expecting to do a 15-minute interview, and we've been going for about an hour. So uh, I'll probably end up breaking this up into pieces. But uh, but I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, this is a true pleasure. Um, uh, and uh, seriously, yeah, uh, hit me up. I would love to do uh, more stuff. There's so many stories. Um, and there's so many stories around individual card creation, set creation. Um, uh, and, uh, um, yeah, as, as you can tell, uh, Star Wars CCG is still a huge passion of mine and it is the, you know, I've worked on a whole bunch of games, uh, you know, like about a dozen at this point in my career. And it, that's the one that that's my baby. That's the one that, uh, you know, I, I lie awake at night and go, if I could apply everything I've learned to that, mm -hmm. you know, uh, what, what could it be? What, what, right. what would it be? You know? Um, so yeah. Anyway. Um, yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. 
Well, there you have it, folks. My interview with the one and only Jerry Darcy. It was quite an experience. I hope uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, keep an eye out on the uh, Bad Deck Breakdowns or Kendallcast feeds for an upcoming episode of uh, Bad Deck Breakdowns with uh, Scott Lingrell, as well as uh, a series of interviews with uh, notable world's participants over the years i've interviewed uh uh, bastion i've interviewed uh matt uh matt sokol uh interviewed some other people uh so check out those and stuff uh until the next time may the force be with you kendallcast.ninja celebrating media hobbies and passions since 2014